I'm Winston Moss, XFL Wildcats. This is an XFL show. Welcome, football fans. This is For the Love of Football, and this is the XFL Show. I'm Alan. And I'm Bryant. We're back on the road to another XFL kickoff destination, this time unknown. All we know is that we're headed in the general direction of what we anticipate being another epic XFL kickoff. This is episode 131 it is the new road, and it is uh, the second show back. Bryant, how you feeling after our Ask Me Anything on XFL Reddit? That was a lot of fun. I'm feeling okay. I'm starting to, to get my legs back, I guess you could say, uh, getting back into the groove of things. But we're back. Second episode. Your uh, podcasting you today, legs. But... Your XFL podcasting legs, yeah. And it's just you and I. Uh, Vince, the Vin Man is absent today. I don't know if it's because we had a very heated debate scheduled and he uh had to he he said let's reschedule it because I think he has to plan a little bit for you Brian because you two are going at it on our on our private Discord chat we all share. I mean that's going to be good stuff when you and Vince finally go at it talking relocation, but that's not happening on today's show. So do you have any fighting words for him if he's listening? No fighting words, but I think, Alan, you might just have to let us kind of handle that one. And you're just going to have to stand by and kind of referee the whole thing. Well, him, him and I are, him and I don't differ on much, but when we do, we uh, differ for a while. And this, this might get interesting. Yeah, I don't I don't know how unbiased I could be, though, because I kind of side with you on the whole relocation topic. But that's for another show. On today's show, we're going to get into the latest news, the first news cycle, week's news cycle. Uh, since the XFL was purchased and officially the sale went through, it's official. Redbird Capital, The Rock, Danny Garcia, uh, new owners of the XFL, as we discussed on our first show back last week. 724-565-4XFL. Call that XFL fan line. We did get some of you calling in, uh, not wanting to be on the air, but asking good questions. We're going to be covering a lot of what you were asking on today's show, so make sure you call that fan line each and every week. Open 24-7-365-724-565-4XFL. 7, 7, of course, we're at XFL Show on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Hit us up on social media. And... Proud sponsor back on the show, Bryant. Pretty Easy Podcast, putting this whole thing together. PrettyEasyPodcast.com, where you go to get your podcast started. So if you're a budding podcaster out there, you're sitting at home in quarantine, and you want to podcast yourself and have someone who knows what they're doing production-wise help you out at a at a very affordable price, go to PrettyEasyPodcasts.com. And now we can dink and dunk around a little bit, Bryant, ease our way back into this second episode back. I do want to say thank you to everybody at, at XFL Reddit, RXFL, everybody who runs it, the moderators, and all the members of the sub who joined our Ask Me Anything, uh, Brian alluded to. A lot of fun. 
I don't know if it was appropriate for me to divulge our Pepper Johnson story, Brian, but I did it anyway. <laughs> uh, most of what you said about Pepper Johnson was true. I think it's fine. It was in the, we. I think we even mentioned it on the actual show. Uh, Pepper Johnson. Uh, I'm sorry I didn't have a bigger car for you though. That was my. I think because I mean he's a he's a rather he's a former football player. I mean this is a rather large individual. But uh, yo, we had an was, S- it, was lot- it was an SUV we rode the man in. I mean, how much bigger of a car does he need? I mean, it was like the mini S. It was like a CRV. It wasn't like a okay, like a like a like a big one. I mean, I know you drive. What do you drive? Like a Honda Civic or something? Ha- like that? Like Honda. Ra- yeah, I got the Honda Rousey. So it's it's a little yeah. CRV is basically <laughs> like an excursion to me. But yes, the, the ask me anything. We told some fun stories about our drive with Pepper Johnson, uh, our experiences as XFL employees, as the official XFL podcast. And uh, we appreciate all the questions we got. And a lot of the questions that were asked, Bryant, basically could make uh, for entire shows now that we're back in your territory of no football actually being played and a lot of speculation. Uh, Speculation, it's what I live for. Uh, I thought it was a a great AMA. I really appreciated uh, being asked to do that. I'm kind of shocked, honestly, myself, Alan, that uh, I didn't have more typos than I do because, you know, I'm, very typo oriented. I went back mm-hmm. and actually read. I think only found like two or three typos. So, I think I also think he answered the, pretty much every single question that was asked. As well. Yeah, I think the, also the fact that we like took our 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 good time to answer every question. I think you were you did a good job with your time. I was proud of you. Good job with the typos, Brian. Look at that compliment for you in our AMA. <laughs> and they asked us in the AMA, "Is the show coming back for good? What's going on?" And we said it there. We're planning on weekly episodes, so here we are. You want it? Down. I'm going to give it to you right now. And so here it is. And, you know, going around XFL social media is what we do at the start of these shows. And I uh, saw a lot of action, of course, with the sale of the league. But former players and personnel were the most interesting to me, Bryant. And one I saw that stood out was the Wildcats quarterback, Josh Johnson, at headache, eight on Twitter, said, glad to see the XFL back. The Rock, Danny Garcia and company, congratulations. I loved L.A., but I'm from the town. That means Oakland, right? The town. That means the Bay Area. Yes. There is a big... Didn't he say A-Town? No, he said the town. A-Town would be Atlanta. The town. town. So he said, there's a big stadium that don't have a team and very loyal fan base to the game of football if y'all looking for a new city. Basically saying, yo, can Oakland get a team, Rock? Josh, what what's up? To, that's your L.A. Wildcats QB advocating for the for an Oakland team. Does that upset you in any way, Brian? I mean, as a Wildcats fan, I understand it because it's a new a new world we're in. But if this was said in February, I would be very irate. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, the timing is everything. Uh, relocation seems to be a big thing. I guess we'll talk about that at some other point because we got some other news to talk about. But to see a quarterback, you know basically pitch his city i think that's fair i think he josh johnson knowing what the xfl can do and the effects that he can have on a city uh, is a pretty positive thing so uh, i think that's a good sign if if a, if a former player is pitching for that for the xfl to come back to his city i think that's a good thing well i saw a lot of stuff like that this week that's that made me feel good inside because seeing x players wanting the league back and also you know coming up with new ideas seeing x presidents of teams coming out. I mean, Kurt Hunziker of the Battlehawks in St. Louis was all over the place, did radio interviews, 
did a lot of posts on social media that that caught people's attention. He even proposed a bubble tournament to be held in St. Louis. I mean, seeing that stuff makes me excited and believe that this thing actually can get back up off the ground and definitely believe that the, the people who were involved can be involved again and we could just pick up where we left off, hopefully. But what might have upset you, Bryant, was the fact that Kurt Hunziker kind of used one of your social media tactics as a sultan of social media, someone who no, prides themselves. Tweet. Your tweet, he kind of stole your tactic. And, and and that might have, with the eyeball thing that he put out, which I have no clue what that means. <laughs> I, I don't really know what it means either. I think it just means open your eyes. I think look out keep, for what might keep be on, ahead. I don't yeah, know. Be on the lookout. Just posting the eyeball the emojis. Battlehawks president Kurt Hunziker. When someone in his position puts the eyeballs out, that means something big's coming. Just like when someone in your position last week did it, Brian. A big new show came out. That's eyeballs yeah, mean big you- things on social media. It really does, especially if that's the only thing you put out there, maybe with a couple of dots at the end of it, you know, a little period, you know, three periods at the end. Uh, you should always be aware. I already looked at his social media, still no update since that tweet. So we'll see what ends up happening. Ooh. Alan, I mean, we can all admit, though, I think for the time being, big news in terms of anything that has to do with like the season or anything, it's going to take some time. So whatever Kurt Hunziker oh, has to tell us, I think it has nothing to do with actually playing football. Ooh, or does it? We'll see. Who the hell knows? I it's 2020. Not putting anything past anybody. Um, I every week feels like a big news week, and no matter what you're following, sports, politics, anything, uh, this thing's nuts this year. This is one for the record book. So Kurt Hunzik are dropping some news. Hopefully with that eyeball tweet, at least at least he should know that's what that means. Kurt, if you're not going to be putting out some interesting news and and having put out eyeballs. I will say I will be disappointed. I'll still love you, but I will be disappointed. Eyeballs are supposed to mean big, big news. Well, well was like, it early in the morning? Maybe he was just saying, hey, guys, I'm awake. What's going on? How's that's not what that means. Like, I mean, maybe it could happen, no, though. You just we, never know. Well, we all need to agree that what these emojis are supposed to mean. That's what they mean to me. Like the Spring League, they could have put out some big eyeball emojis because they had some pretty damn big news uh, this week that that I, I think we need to be disgusting. As we uh, begin this week's cover two. Go ahead. Get out of here. All right. Remember the spring league, Bryant? The former Hold partner. On, I remember these drops. I totally forgot about some of these. Are so I don't, I don't want to talk anymore. It's wrong. <laughs> I'm wondering what the hell you're like doing in this league. There's your ju- <laughs> there. You and, like watch along or something like this. So good. And there is your, your June Jones, your June Jones moment of the week. Okay, back to the Spring League, Brian. Remember them? Yes. The Spring League was a partner of the XFL. They basically were the uh, the trial ground, the practice ground for the new XFL rules last year. And the Spring League has been around. They they do these. They're really like camps that that are you know officiated and have a lot of very good players at them and scouts and and they have real action, real games that they put on. Uh, And, you know, I feel like they are growing and growing. Last year's XFL partnership was great for the Spring League, and now they've said announced that they're having a a six-team tournament, bubble style, in Las Vegas. Bubble style, meaning like how the NBA and NHL are doing their leagues right now. That means enclosed, keeping everybody on, on check, on lockdown, basically. 
but the interesting thing about it is it's in October. In two months, Bryant, the Spring League, October, not in the spring, contrary to popular belief, but the Spring League going ahead and having a tournament in October anyway. And I think that is big news because with the fluidity with how college football is changing what their plans are moving to the spring with the big 10 and the pac 12 and potentially other power five conferences i don't know brian i know the acc people were meeting like as we as we were hitting record on this show today so something might happen with that league even today but if more college football conferences move to the spring the spring league having this bubble style tournament is I think big for players and fans. I mean, you got NFL scouts want to see tape of players in the fall, right? They want to see that the, the NFL is going to make some accommodations for players, I think, with their draft next year. They're going to have to. But the Spring League doing this, I think, helps the NFL out a lot and potentially the XFL out, XFL out a lot because it might be able to lay a blueprint here just kind of like it did last year with you know, a, being a walkthrough of all the rules. Again, the spring league, I think, helping the XFL out here. Uh, in a sense, they are. I guess you'd want the concept tested, although I think, you know, the bubble concept has shown that it shows, you know, that it actually works uh, or at least has more promise than just allowing your teams to kind of freely um, be out there and do whatever it is that they want and then be ready for game time. You can see what's going on with, the Cardinals and, and, and what happened with the Miami Marlins and baseball. Um, if the spring league does this and it seems like they're moving forward with it and, and there is no college football or half of college football is out. I think uh, this is a good thing for the spring league for sure. But in terms of for the XFL, I think in just in, um, in, in concept idea, I think it, it'll be great, but I don't know how quickly the XFL can get this type of, I mean, the spring league you're talking about, I don't know how long they've been around, way longer than what the XFL has been around and they they're able to to do this type of thing. I don't know how long or how quickly the XFL has to make something like this happen. So the bubble setup for the spring league would include according to CEO Brian Woods 20 to 30 college players from Power 5 schools that are either opted out already or had their seasons postponed and then you've got a total of 38 players per team all in the same hotel in Vegas, practicing, playing, doing it all at the same facility, just like the NBA and NHL are doing. And Brian Woods is saying that at least 280 players, coaches, and other staff members will be quarantined in this bubble that they plan on putting together. And it's totally self-funded, it sounds like, or he said internally, uh, whatever that means. But they plan on hopefully getting money back for this whole setup. This is an investment. Now, if you I think this is a great if this is like some sort of risk they're taking and putting all this money out there to put this thing together, I say go for it because what network wouldn't want to get a piece of that? Just air a cool no. 16 football tournament, especially with the, we already have no Big 10 or Pac-12 games to air Fox. I mean, come on. This is made for TV if they could pull it off. And would people be interested in something like this? I think so. I think yeah. rightfully so. They'd be very interested in something like this. It it basically lays the land the the, the groundwork for what the XFL can do. Uh, people love football, and I think that's especially with no football in the in the fall or limited football in the fall. It opens up how much football can actually happen in the spring. You know, a lot of people are expecting you know the Pac-12 and the Big Ten to play football in the spring. 
uh, because of, of their cancellations, who knows if that's actually going to happen, if that's even feasible. You know, you know, there's so many question marks for college football now, especially with two of the conferences bowing out. Um, where opportunities are going to be there for the XFL. If they have to do a bubble concept, I think this will prove whether or not it can happen. And I think the Spring League's willing to take that chance to get their name out there. Yeah, and with also with college football potentially moving to the spring, if they do pull it off, the XFL, that's competition as well for the XFL, so they're going to have to figure out how to work around them and also take from what the Spring League does here with this bubble concept. So we could be getting actually, when it's all said and done, in you know from... September through, I don't know, May, Bryant, a lot more football than usual. We'll see what happens. But I like uh, also going back to the XFL and a potential bubble concept. Jeff Darlington of ESPN, formerly of the NFL Network, said a great tweet. I love this one. He said, if I'm The Rock, I'm not The Rock. (laughs) I'm watching very closely to see what happens with the NCAA. A canceled season creates the biggest vacuum for an NFL farm league we've ever seen. You could get six to eight teams in an XFL bubble, recruit juniors and seniors, and give them unprecedented access to NFL scouts. Dana White of the UFC even basically publicly encourage the rock to play as soon as possible because of how badly networks want live tv content so with the changes to college football how badly networks want tv content the question of an xfl bubble sooner rather than later is one a lot of people are asking is one i'm sure behind closed doors they're going to inquire about pursue see if it's feasible Later on in the show, we're going to check in on this and, and give our take on whether or not we believe that can actually happen. But everybody's throwing it out there. An XFL bubble, either in the fall or in the spring, and they're pushing for it. Uh, and fans want football. The hashtag we want to play was everywhere. And I I don't think it's at the end of the day. My prediction is that's not going to really uh, matter because what's going to happen is the NCAA conferences are going to figure uh, they want to play, but I don't. We just can't do it, especially since we don't pay these kids. So I, I think we are looking at a whole new world and a lot of potential and possibilities. Which opportunity to take for the XFL and figuring out, you know, that that making that choice is really important. I think for the Rock, for Danny Garcia, and the people at Redbird Capital, that's going to be the the big thing here. There are going to be a lot of opportunities, Brian. Which one do you take? We will wait and see. And I really don't even know which one to push for just yet. But we do know for sure there are going to be different options I think they could pursue. Just waiting it all out and doing it like Vince McMahon and Oliver Luck did, that also might be the best option as well. Uh, Yeah, we'll go over what all the different options I guess there will be and which one you'd rather choose. But uh, to kind of go back to... You know what people are saying these jeff darlington dana white you know i understand the want for all these people to say xfl needs to do this the rock should do that uh you know the fall is the biggest opportunity they're going to have to 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 do this and, and blah 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 but i think at the end of the day you know you look at you know major league baseball nhl NF, uh, nba even with the pandemic you know these these you know once things kind of started getting some clarity as to what covid was it still took them two three months to actually even kind of think about what they could do to play football uh, to play their respective sports <laughs> to give the xfl two to three months when they have nothing yeah. i think is just insane talk yes uh, i know a lot of people want it to happen 
could but to, be to expect that to happen from one league is, is just astronomical to me. Well, I mean, but look we'll at see. the the NFL really doesn't have a clue what they're exactly doing just yet, and also. You've got the NCAA. All they could come up with was, oh, we got a format for how our teams are going to play in a new schedule for our conferences. But then they started losing opponents when they were thinking about non-conference games as well. So this is a very hard thing to do. And pushing for it and saying this makes sense is one thing. But is it actually a reality? We'll get into it. Let's go to part two of our cover, too. Uh, Michael McCarthy from Front Office Sports reports that the Fox Network is interested, Brian, in airing the XFL again. And according to a source he spoke to named Patrick Crakes, who is an ex-Fox sports executive, said, is Fox interested? Sure, they're always interested in football, but it won't be the same kind of deal Vince McMahon got. So and insiders saying Fox is interested. There was even one that came out after the bankruptcy, I think in the Athletic article that I read after the, appro- the, or the uh, sale was approved that Fox was already working on retooling their deal, alluding to the fact that the original XFL TV deal was already up. So remember, we didn't even know those details, Bryant, about the original ESPN and Fox deals. So according to how this whole sale went down and how bankruptcy court treated the network deals, at least, it may have only been a one-year deal with Fox and or ESPN. So retooling a new deal is is what Fox is apparently doing, doing, but there's no comment from a current Fox staffer or executive. So we don't know the exact details. This is all just based on sources reported by front office sports, but it does make sense. Why wouldn't Fox want the XFL back? The ratings were solid enough. And especially when you're talking about live sports now compared to February, Bryant, I'm sure they're desperate for live events. Well, I mean, here's the, here's my thing in, in terms of length. We didn't know the details. You're right, Alan. But uh, for Fox and ESPN to put up a fight to not be a part of the the transfer of ownership, I would say that these deals were longer than a year, right? I mean, the, the, there was something in there that said, hey, this is going to be, you know, for 2021 and 2022, perhaps. That's why we don't want this. We want to know what's going on before we actually commit to this because they don't want to get bit again. I mean, you're, you're, you know, not to the XFL's fault, but. Fox and ESPN had to replace five weeks of television, uh, not just because of the XFL, but because of all sports. And they don't want to have this happen to them again. So there's got to be something in there. I don't even think it's necessarily because of Vince McMahon not being a part of this. I think it's just because they don't want to get bit uh, in the keister. Once again, if something like this happens. So, yeah, I think any network would be very uh, willing and accepting to a football, to some football, some sort of football, especially with the success that we saw with the XFL and we did see success regardless of whether ratings were going down or not, they were still pretty high for, for sports in those timeframes. So I think any network would be um, stupid to pass up at least a discussion on, on new XFL football. Yeah. This article on front office sports also referenced the zone as a potential partner. I don't know if you know what the zone is. I'm actually a subscriber because I love boxing. It's boxing max. I love boxing, but DAZN is really only known for boxing, and they're kind of hemorrhaging money from what I've read, and that's a subscription service. They tried to get in the MLB game a little bit, I think, with highlights and stuff, but and they're bigger in Europe. Would that make sense, an over-the-top network for the XFL, a subscription-based network airing their games? Uh, you're still talking about a network that pretty, you know, still has a very, you know, a, 
a dedicated following when it comes to the sport that they cover. I don't know if you want to be the the guinea pig and how great the ratings are, unless you get some astronomical amount of dollars to actually be on their network. I think you uh, probably uh, stay away from those types of 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 deals when it comes to streaming services. You want to be on on cable television or on regular you know broadcast television. Yeah, that deal's got to be absolutely cherry if if you want to get in bed with the zone because really you're basically asking people to pay to watch the XFL from home. Don't know if they want to do that. We want all want the XFL back. And I don't know how many people I could share my login, username, and password with, Brian. I think they probably cap it at like two or three. So we might be in trouble then, you know. <laughs> we don't share passwords. What are you talking about? Never. No. No one does that on, on planet Earth with any subscription service whatsoever. Wait, what was the athletic login again? Wait. Don't air that. <laughs> Delete that. Pretty easy podcast, people. Delete that. All right. Are you ready? That's our cover, too. You ready to get into some to, to check in to get a t- temperature check on, on what we've seen in the news cycle this week and talk about possible kickoff dates? Definitely. All right. Let's rock it in this week's hot read. So here we go. Things are going to get a little a little spicier here because we're going to be, I think, opinionated and i have no clue where you're coming from here bryant and i i have my thoughts on it checking in taking a temperature of where you believe it's possible for kickoff to occur as of right now when is it actually possible the xfl could put this thing together and kick off what date do you have in mind after seeing the news come out of the sale being official, hearing some rumor and innuendo, seeing reports about the interest from networks, seeing what the spring league's doing, seeing what NCAA's doing, where do you think we got, we're got? we looking at? Where's this road headed to? So, Alan, uh, with COVID-19 you know, and everything and being able to enjoy more time at home, uh, the family and I have uh, really enjoyed watching The Price is Right. I don't know if you ever watched that when you were a kid, but we, I used to watch it all the time. And now of I course. watch it. Uh, every day. It's a great show. Uh, I'm more fan of Bob Barker than I am Drew Carey, but either one is pretty good. The reason I bring them up is because I want to go where can I go to where I don't go over, right? Because I'm saying what's the earliest I can go for the XFL without actually going over? I would say I guess maybe even under. I would say April of 2021 would be the earliest I would give the XFL an opportunity to actually play football. April 2021. So according to math, you're saying, what's that, eight months? Calendar. According to calendar. Calendar. Yeah, calendar months. math. Eight months, and you think they could pull it off. That's, not that's the, the two- earliest I think they could go. I don't know if they could, like, like if you were to tell me what's the middle point of when they can go or they couldn't go, I would say April. And if they can't launch by April 2021, they're going in 2022. Like, they're not going to go past April just for a kickoff. So if they're playing in April, then you you realize that they would also be playing side by side with the big t- in a perfect world and how everyone's hoping things go up, you know, shape up. They'd be playing side by side with the big 10, the PAC 12, potentially the rest of college football. Do you think that that would be something in they, April, 2021. I mean, they, they're hoping that they play spring football. They're hoping that this, they're playing in the spring with these conferences that I, I, postponed. I think they'll be playing my, my in April. Don't you? football playing no, no. My thoughts on college football At least the playing tail end. in the spring are almost like not even existent. Like, I think it's comical if you think. Oh, you don't think it's happening? 
Oh, no, I don't think it's happening whatsoever. Like, anybody who's delaying football until the spring is not happening. And if they play football during the fall, it's going to end poorly. So, regardless, oh, that's oh, not the discussion we're having. I'm saying, wow. uh, if like, for the XFL to have enough time to do this, I think April 2021 would be the only... I mean, could they pull it off for February 2021? Let's say, you know, college says they're not going to play. We're going to do our own thing. Uh, <laughs> you know, because Sundays still become available, even if spring football for colleges does exist, right? I, I would think spring is uh, spring football on Saturdays. So you still have Sundays. Um, I think the XFL what has about, an opportunity there. But what about I still bubble? don't think it's going to happen in 2021, but that's as early as I'd put it. What about bubble? Is that a bubble situation then, April 2021? Uh, I think it is, and I still think it's a fanless bubble. I don't think the XFL can afford the liability of having fans, you know, especially as a startup league, to have that, that type of either insurance or precautions or to spend the money to have fans in the, in the stadiums, I don't think would be a possibility uh, to, financially speaking. Okay. I, lo- I think that you've given yourself a, a good enough amount of runway. I think that makes sense. I think it's... I don't know if it's... I think I would say that's not even possible. April. Uh, from what I've been reading so far... What we're hearing in terms of the official sale of the league and all the the sources and what they spoke about a 2021 kickoff, I'm hoping, I'm hoping we're back being the official XFL podcast by then, Brian. I hope that's that could all happen. But in terms of kicking off and playing the game and having everything back with the infrastructure, players, coaches, staff on teams, and let alone the league, I just think that would be rushed, and I would not feel very confident in in that foundation unless it was basically plug and play and you have a high high percentage of what you had when the league had to fold so i'm talking about like over 85 percent of of the people who work there are hired back and i don't even know if that much that many of those people are available a lot of people got new jobs bryant great for them and some people don't might not want to go back We'll have to see that as well. Danny Garcia came out and said that they, there was a lot of great people. She even mentioned, we talked about it last week as well, a lot of great people working in the XFL they're hoping to reach out to and bring back. But, man, especially especially if, I think that is a factor, if college football does pull it off with some spring football, I don't want the XFL getting lost in the shuffle there. I think you're also, your, your bargaining power is greater if, your situation happens though, Bryant, and those leagues just fail miserably at putting any plans together. The networks are coming up they with have, plans. By the way, they they have been failing miserably. They are if they continue to. And I just think, unless you have, like I said, a cherry deal from one of these networks, why rush it? People do want football. People probably would even tolerate bubble football, but. Man, that runway was so good from 2018 to 2020. And we talked about how that was the top, the the most important thing and why we felt the XFL was succeeding. And even after this week how of how much news, of that runway, Alan, not to cut you off because I know you're going with this, but yeah. how much of that runway is, is already is not necessary? Yeah, yeah. Right? They yeah. had two years, right? From when Vince McMahon announced to when kickoff, it was two years. How much of that is not necessary? Is it 50%? 40%, 70%. Yeah, we don't know. How right much now. of that runway is gone? We don't know right now. But 
it, you're, if you're saying cut that runway to just eight months, I would hope for after this week, I'm hoping for at least at least a year. But then you're not going to be kicking off in the summer, or maybe you will be. We'll see. But right now, I'm going to put my target date at, in, in terms of where this league will have its infrastructure back and maybe some coaches in place again. I feel like that part of it won't even occur until August of 2021. I'm going to go four months further from you, Bryant, because they're going to play ju- in the fall of 2021. I don't think they're going to play in. The, I don't. I'm not going to say they're going to play in the fall of 21, 2021, but maybe have camp in 2021 in the fall and kick off shortly after the NFL season ends, just like they did this year. That's what I'm. Oh, I'm so you're talking about 2022. At. So a kickoff okay, of yeah. 2022. But I'm talking about this league is revving up and, and in place and knowing what's coming in terms of TV and the teams and the coaches and all that. I don't think we see that for at least a year. That's where I'm at right now. And really, that's not going off any inside information, obviously. We're just solely going by basically what we've talked about today and all the news that has come out in the last week with uh, the official sale of the league being approved and knowing who's in charge now and what some of what they plan to do, but not really make sense. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I mean, the little information that we have, cause it's really only been what 11 days since the sale of the league and really less than a week since it's been made official. So, and really it's not even turnover. The keys haven't been handed over. There's still an escrow. You can say, if you're trying to buy a house uh, until the, until towards the end of the month, if I were to put it in terms of betting odds, uh, Alan, I would say that, February 2022 is the favorite. Is the odds on favorite? Maybe like at a minus, well, you know, 150, 120, or in that range, right? And then I would put spring, spring 2021 as like a plus 500 in terms of starting is where I would put it. And, all right, and if they tell us next week in October of 2020 we've got an 18 bubble and we're putting it together and it's happening on Fox. I'm all in. I'm all in on it, and I'm going to support it. I'm going to be hoping for the best, but that will obviously be some sort of big risk. But or can you – is it possible – I don't know how how else to phrase it, but can you half-ass it? And by that I mean can you put in a quick fall bubble season to make up for the lack of college football, but really kind of with a skeleton crew – and not really the total infrastructure you plan on for maybe an official launch in 2022. Is that possible? Maybe like a sneak preview season, even four, six teams. Is that does that make is that something that could actually happen? No, it, it, look, if they're doing a if they're doing any type of fall bubble type thing, I want them to finish the season. I want five weeks schedule standings are the same. Finish <laughs> the season and let's go into the playoffs. That's what well, I want. If, if we're you doing get, that. If you get Winston Moss and Josh Johnson back on the Wildcats, uh, I'm I'm all for that because I felt like they they had something cooking, man. That that was going to be the turnaround of the season. Can't dwell on. I, I say, I'm not going to dwell on it until I'm allowed to dwell on it again. Uh, I will say this, Alan. And Kurt Hunziker mentioned about St. Louis being a bubble city. Why do you? Maybe you can help me answer this. But if there's no fans, why do people care so much about a bubble city? Like, you know, hockey fans were so entwined about what's going to be the bubble city. Is it going to be Vancouver? Is it going to be Edmonton? Is it going to be 
does it really matter? Like yeah. you can't really go. It's just it's kind of it's. I mean, I guess maybe financially, you know, the league's gonna be spending some money in your city, so that's a good thing. But I mean, the UFC literally made the, the UFC made their bubble in a place that most UFC fans probably didn't even know existed. So I mean, that's who cares? You're right. At the end of the day, do you just want the sport to play? Yeah. Does it really matter where the bubble actually is if you can't go to the games? Like if you could go, like if they said, "Hey, we're gonna give ten thousand fans hotel rooms and you can be a part of this bubble," then I'd I'd see it. But hey, on if they asked you to be a part of the bubble, would you do it? Be a part? Hell yeah, I'd be a part of the bubble. Yeah. <laughs> I would. I'm all about. I'm. I am all about bubble. Li- I've been living bubble life s- since day one. Way way before COVID, I've been living bubble life. I don't know how you got me to St. Louis and Houston. And to run around during all those summer showcases, I did it, but way out of my comfort zone. This is a bubble-made show. We're bubble-ready. We are uh, bubble-ready. But uh, either way, you can find our show every single week now. I think what we're releasing Friday mornings is, is the new goal, uh, Alan. Yep, that looks like what it's it, what it will be for the foreseeable future. Uh, the new schedule uh, will be Friday's. Uh, rolling out we're gonna be sitting on hopefully a lot of news that's what we're hoping so that we can get it out and you can listen to it on Fridays and through the weekend and that's gonna be our plan moving forward until things change and that could damn well happen next week we do not know we might switch it up there there's it just be on your toes follow us at xfl show and just keep keep your your eyes peeled keep those Kurt Hunziker emoji eyeballs up and ready because there's going to be a lot of those eyeball emojis i think coming over the course of the next few weeks and months especially as we see what's going on with the other football leagues and this spring league bubble tournament also something to keep an eye on i am super hyped if this thing gets pulled off that could be big uh more football more fun is what i'll say uh, Alan, here I found my read. If I could read it from what I used to do, uh, follow us on all social media platforms at XFL Show. Subscribe and listen to us, and every single Friday morning, uh, now on Apple Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your preferred podcast app. You can also catch us on thisisthexflshow.com or YouTube.com/slash thisisthexflshow, the official YouTube page of This Is the XFL Show. Yeah, buddy putting these up on youtube putting them out everywhere again we're back in it bryant's got his reads ready he's prepared again we plugged and played and we're back in it if it feels like we were never gone hopefully the entire league is able to do that in some form or fashion but we shall see don't forget to call that xfl fan line as well 724-565-4xfl we do want to hear from you thanks to everybody at prettyeasypodcast.com go get your podcast started today by going to prettyeasypodcasts.com yourself and uh thanks for listening everybody you got anything else brian no just uh, if you didn't catch our ama go back to uh, the the reddit uh, what is it r slash xfl and check out our answers to some of the cool questions uh, and also always reach out to us on social media we'll answer your questions anytime And stay tuned for next week when Vince is back to have a rager of a debate with Bryant. And I might jump in as well on possible relocation and team names and brands. Oh, people love them. Jerseys and whatnot. We'll be talking some of that next week. So keep it locked and we'll see you then. Thanks for listening, everybody. For Bryant, I'm Alan. This is the XFL Show. Remember, they're listening.